Hey everybody, welcome back to Small Talk Japan. On this show, we talk about all things Japan in English. My name is Mitch, and I'm back in studio with... Natsuki! Why do I say I'm back in studio? That's the thing that I say on the radio is why. Yeah. I always say, like, because I do my intro, and then we go to, like, commercial, and then we come back, I go back in studio. So it's like a bad habit. Bad habit? It's a really bad habit. I'm back here, but actually... We don't need to actually say that. Anyway, okay. but I, I I am back, though. Mm, oh, yeah, welcome back. How's your sick? No, no, more, more so welcome back to you, because you haven't been on the show in what? Three, four episodes? Oh, uh, yeah. Long time ago. And how's my sick? That doesn't sound good. Uh, how's your sick? <laughs> I did it on purpose. I, I mean... <laughs> did it on purpose? We'll talk about it in a second. Okay. Anyways, guys, we got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about how lots of things are happening. Okay. Uh, the YouTuber turned parliamentarian... He's fired, apparently. He's mm. gone and maybe getting arrested. You just got an alert on your phone so that yeah. you might be getting arrested. We got people molesting uh, figures at the Ghibli Park because, of course, they are. We've got the Diamond Princess coming back to Yokohama in addition to Coca-Cola releasing a canned Jack Daniels cocktail. Mm. Roll that intro. You don't need to sing it, Natsuki. You missed me, right? You missed me singing, right? I missed you singing. Well, you haven't given me enough um, you know, ridiculous things to put into a supercut video of you at the end of the year yet. So, need to we need to hurry up and get some more interesting comments from you. Okay. Okay, I will. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, if you haven't noticed, we're kind of a week late on the on this episode. Last week we didn't have a we didn't have an upload because I was I had the sniffles. 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 Mm-hmm. That's a it's a cute way of saying that I was sick. Okay. Yeah, like we usually film these episodes on Thursday or Fridays, and we upload them on Thursday or Friday Japan time. Um, and last week we were supposed to, we were supposed to film on Friday, and I went home on Thursday, and I was like, I feel like I have a fever. And then by fr- uh, Friday uh, th- Friday morning, I was just like, I straight up have a fever. Mm. And uh, we, then we were like, okay, well, because usually what happens when I get sick is like I go from no fever to crazy high fever to no fever, and then better. Mm. And so I was just like, I'll be better by Saturday. So like we can film it on Saturday. And everybody was like, okay. And then like my fever just kept going. It was, it never really got really high. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like a, it wasn't a low grade fever. It was like 38 degrees. And it was just like kept going for like four, four days. Hmm. I got so bored. I was just like, what do I do? I mean, I can't go anywhere. What did you do? Watching movies? Well, I tried, but there was nothing interesting that I, that I could find. Hmm. And then so I, I did a lot of work. And then I watched my uh, Blu-ray restore, what are they called? The digitally remastered Star Trek Next Generation uh, Blu-ray complete all seven seasons. (laughs) I started watching that. You know, it's really crazy. So it's a it's a it's a sci-fi show, right? It's a it's a in space show. You'd be surprised when you watch the Blu-ray because it's so high quality. Because back it was it was broadcast in nineteen. The first season was nineteen eighty-seven or nineteen eighty-eight. When we were four. Yeah, we were like four years old. Mm-hmm. So like television resolution was really bad. Mm. So you couldn't really see a lot of details. But now the resolution's like really good. It's 4K, right? Because Blu-ray. Mm. So you, if you look at the carpet, like in the Starship Enterprise and like all the rooms that they're in and everything, the carpet's all gross and there's like garbage on it. <laughs> and you can just, see that. Yeah, you can just see it. Wow. It's just like there. Mm. on the And like there's like scuff marks on the walls from people kicking the walls and stuff. And in like the, the the computer displays that are all black and they have like like lit like diagrams and stuff in them, there's just like dry drywall screws screwed into them. <laughs> it looks so bad. Oh, I love it. It's yeah, so, it sounds like a brand new show, you know. Yeah, it is for me. I'm just mm. like, oh, this is what you guys did back in the '80s. That's mm. cool. No, it, it it makes it gives. 
gives me really uh, mad respect for the for the show creators at the time because like we're talking what is this like like 35 years ago mm. and they were making like believable spaceship television that back then and i was just like wow that's pretty cool that sounds cool with all the garbage in the world <laughs> on, the, on the floor dude the carpet because everything's carpet yeah in star trek for some reason it's probably due to sound because all the sets are made out of like wood so the sound is probably really bad so they were like let's put carpet on the ground to at least make it less echoey but like there's so much garbage on the <laughs> on the fucking on the, on the carpet it should just be called like the starship garbage prize i'm telling you, there's just so much crap everywhere anyway I'm back. I'm better. Thanks for worrying about my sick. I'm glad. I, I'm, I, I think when you say like, how was your sick? It just, it sounds like a cool slang that like a little kid would use that I don't understand. Uh, is it? No. What, what's, the, what's the correct way to say like, how was your sick? You could say, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Thanks for asking. What did you eat? Uber Eats? The whole time? Yes, yeah. I did. <laughs> I ate so much Uber Eats. It was ridiculous. <laughs> One day I, I just like got sick of eating uh, Uber Eats. So I just like with my low grade fever, I just like masked up and like walked outside and just like went to the community and got food. It's like, okay, goodbye. But when you have fever, you don't want to eat anything junky, right? What did you eat? No, I want to eat a lot of junk food. I oh, ate really? a fuck ton of junk food. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. Even you have fever? Yeah. Okay. Dude, no, because it was a cold because I took two COVID tests. Yeah. Still haven't gotten COVID, guys. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> okay, it's so weird, so random. But anyway, uh, it took two COVID tests. It wasn't COVID. So uh, it was just a cold. So you're supposed to feed a cold, mm-hmm. right? And so I just ate a lot of junk food. It was okay. fine. It okay. worked out great. Okay. Do I have the, the story about... No. Anyway, no, I do. Hold on. Hold on. Let me try to find it. Here we go. Speaking of COVID, Japan remains largely masked up to first day of ease COVID rule. So if you guys didn't know this a couple days ago, Japan was like, hey, know those mask things? Don't have to do that anymore. Finally. Yay. Are you are you masking up still? No, no. Not at all? No. Nowhere? I mean, but I was the only one who wear no mask on the way we come here. I mean, I come here. Everybody's still wearing masks. Yeah, um, I'd say where we are in downtown Kagoshima, I'd say about 25% of the people walking out outside don't wear masks now, 25%. And then what's weird is being at the Eikaiwa school and seeing all, like, I'd say maybe a quarter, about a quarter of the kids aren't wearing masks. Yeah. So I'm like, that's what your face looks like. Yeah, finally, finally. <laughs> never seeing what they yeah. look like. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, whatever. Just do whatever you want. But no, um, the one thing that I've having to deal with now in in the in the first time in three years is allergies. Because hmm. I've been wearing a mask every time I've gone outside. So seasonal allergies were just not a thing. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, I had to go to the doctor like a week ago. I'm like, hey, Mr. Doctor Guy, can you give me a refill for my Claritin prescription? He's like, sure. And I was like, when was the last time I got a Claritin prescription? He's like, 2018. I was like, oh. holy crap. You've been to that doctor for a long time. Yeah. Oh, cool. That you have the same one. I've gone to the same doctor since I was 24. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm. What, do you change your doctor every yeah, time? Yeah, I do. What's going on with that? <laughs> because, you know, oh, this place is very crowded. Oh, maybe I change that place or things like that. So my experience with doctors in especially Japan mm-hmm. and especially in Kagoshima is that 90% of them are shit. They're oh, my just, God. They're really, really bad. <laughs> no, no, guys, at home, listen. Doctors in America may overcharge you. They may reject you, deny you care if you're not insured and may all around have bad bedside matter. But for the most part, when you go to a general practitioner in Japan, in, in America, they know kind of what they're talking about. Japanese doctors are like, 
like one foot into shamanville and one foot into like science. They're like, here's some compo Chinese magical medicine for your, they're like, Oh, do you have cold hands? You're like, yeah, here's some, here's some chili powder extract for that. <laughs> I'm like, so in your brain, I have cold hands. So I need spices to spice up my hands. I was like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like I've heard more. I've had, I, I there's better logic in Dungeons and Dragons than there is in some of these Japanese doctors I've, I've met. So my doctor was, was actually, uh, he, he learned medicine in America so America in America uh -huh. and so when I go to him I'm like hey don't give me any of that compo bullshit he's like I know he's like you don't believe in that do you I'm like no I don't okay if you're a doctor out there please come help me you no, know? No, no, Josh, Josh Josh come on come on get out of this like how do you feel about Japanese doctors yeah I, I feel the same way like Compo is a load of garbage. Yeah, they're like, they're, dude, they're like, here's a pot. They, okay, first of all, okay. All right, Nazi, compo. Compo. Do you believe, uh, Chinese medicine, do you believe in it? It's weak. It's <laughs> weak. I know it's weak, but it helps when I was pregnant. Uh-huh. Because I can't take you know, strong, strong medicine, right? Why? So, uh, because I'm pregnant. I, I was, when I was pregnant, compo helped me when I got sick. Do you know what a placebo is? No. What's okay, that? well. What's well, that? if I tell you about it, it'll ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Nothing. Don't worry. Just keep believing your your compo bullshit. It's all bullshit. Like, so guys, what they'll do is they'll be like, like, oh, you have a cold. Here's some like the, all, every Japanese doctor I've ever been to for a cold. They're like, here's antibiotics. I'm like, is this a bacterial infection? They're like, I have no idea. I'm like, then wouldn't you not want to prescribe over prescribe antibiotics in case like, you know, we keep making, you know, antibiotic resistant bacteria they're like no 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 because if i don't give you some pills or something you're not going to be happy so i'm going to give you some random pills go home and take these also here's some compo things that don't do anything but they <laughs> they're like little powder packets that you have to don't open up and put, put in the back of your throat and just cough on this powdery substance that's supposed to do something does it i don't know why you guys live so long but it's not the fucking compo that's just bullshit by the way how do you say compo in english chinese chinese medicine oh is it is yeah. it chinese medicine i don't I don't know oh, if it's okay. actually Chinese, Chinese. I don't know if Chinese people believe it's Chinese medicine, but that's how you translate that word. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Anyway, compost bullshit. If you guys ever get sick in Japan, you go to a doctor and they try to give you some shit in numbered helps, little packets. Just it, throw that shit away. It maybe helps your like, own like things inside of you. You know, just help. Do you understand what I mean? You know, Western medicine is maybe, maybe too strong for your body. It cures quickly, but it also damages your body. That's the way that Chinese medicine probably thinks. So the weird thing about Western medicine is that anything that works, okay, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. becomes Western medicine. Okay. So for example, anesthesia, okay, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. this was one of the one of the things that we got local anesthesia is like I think we were like in the Amazon forest and some like tribal people found this like root or something. I, the details of this are fi fuzzy, but this is basically where this came from. And like a Western scientist was like, oh, what's that? And they're like, oh, this makes the pain go away. And then we discovered anesthesia. Yeah. So now anesthesia is part of Western medicine. So if compo worked, <laughs> if there was scientific evidence to support that it worked, it would become Western medicine. Okay, let's get along together. Western yeah, medicine, compo medicine. <laughs> That's what we do in Japan, right? Yeah, you let's waste a lot yeah. of money on let's compo. Let's get along together. If you guys stop <laughs> spending money on fake compo and stop supporting the compo companies, which are just profiting off of 
shaman magic, then maybe you would have more money for senior citizens to then waste on going to the doctor to, you know, hang out with their friends. Yeah, I hope Kampo doctor will not sue you. <laughs> no, they, they try. I mean, where's the scientific evidence on any Kampo? There's like, there is some very, very like fuzzy, fuzzy data to support some very specific <laughs> uh, Chinese medicine in Japan. Aside from that, it's all make-believe. It's all hocus-pocus. Have you ever talked to about it with doctors? Yeah, and every time I've talked to them, I'm like, where is the evidence? They're like, oh, well, I just know that it works. I'm like, do you know that we have a, a saying in English? The, this is hard, okay? The plural of anecdote is not data. Okay. That means your personal experience, if you multiply that by a thousand times, that's not data. That's not the same thing. In order to see if a medicine works or doesn't work, there's a, there's a very specific trial that you need to put it through double blind studies and things like that. And if you can't do that with Compo and come out the other side and say, oh, this works, then yeah. it doesn't work. You're saying it's not science. It's not science. <laughs> if it's not science, it's not real to me. Okay, I give it to you. I mean, I <laughs> mean, sci science can be wrong. Don't get me wrong. I mean, science is wrong all the time. But the, the great thing about science is that it's not a belief system. So if it is wrong, you go, oh, this is wrong. I can prove it. And everybody goes, oh, we were wrong. Let's change our thinking. But with Compo, it's like, oh, you're wrong. It's like, no, because this has been like this for a thousand years. It's like, <laughs> okay, so because it's been a long, around a long time, it must be right. Sounds like a movie. <laughs> Josh, come on, back me up on this. Do you believe in Compo? No, I don't. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, I mean, like when I'm given Compo and regular medicine, I only take the regular medicine and then I get better. And then the doctor's like, look, it worked. And then I'm like, I didn't take the Compo though. And I'm actually very against Compo because uh, my wife was taking it and it almost killed her. Like it almost caused liver failure or something like that. Oh, no. nice. Yeah. So like she was getting really sick every day. And then I told her to stop taking the medicine that the Compo medicine that uh, her doctor prescribed. Can we just call it magic from now on? Oh my stop God. taking the magic. So story. she stopped taking the magic and then she instantly got better. Oh no. And then she went to the doctor and they're like, oh yeah, it was damaging your your organs. Eh? Well, remember that Western medicine is so strong. It's, you know, it, it damages you. Anyway, compost bullshit. That's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the, the bottom line here, guys. Compost bullshit. Let's get back to the news. YouTuber uh, turned lawmaker expelled from parliament for never showing up. <laughs> So we, we talked about this a couple of shows ago. I don't remember how many shows ago it was, but basically this guy by the name of Gassai. Gassi. Gassi. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's a weird way of spelling yeah. that. Uh, he, he basically became, what was it? He's in a party that only has one thing. What was it? Uh, he is in a single, I forgot what his party does. Damn it. And it's Keto, right? Oh, that's what it is. Okay, sorry. Right. So he's only got one thing on his platform, and he's against the NHK, the BBC of Japan, taking money from you. And then they changed their name. They're like now like Girls 48 Toe. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah, Whatever. It's so nankapaka. It's, 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 it's a meme. They're like, he's meme. like a, he was a meme mm, candidate, yeah. and he got elected to par parliament. But the thing is, because he's like this super popular YouTuber that like shits on people, he moved out of the country. I think he's living in Dubai. Dubai. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so like he never showed up. He got elected last 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 election and then he never showed up. So they like the expulsion of his actual name is uh Yoshikazu Higashitani. 
uh, who goes by the name of Gashi, mm-hmm. uh, is the most serious reprimand of four levels under the national diet law. He lost his status as a lawmaker while abroad. Uh, there were only two previous cases of expulsion from parliament under the current constitution that took part in 19, uh, that took effect in 1947. Gashi became the first member of parliament to be expelled since 1951 and the first to be reprimanded for being absent. Hmm. See, because the other parliamentarians, they go to work. They just sleep while they're at work. Mm-mm. They go there and then they sleep in the background on their big, their big sofa chairs. Yeah. The small opposition party recently changed its name from the NHK party. It came to pro- uh, prominence through its criticism of the uh, Japanese public broad- broadcaster. And now they're, now they're called the Se- Seiji Kajoshi 48 party, which roughly translates to Politician Girls 48 party. Yeah, it's like AKB, right? Oh my God, I worry about my own country. It's okay. Things will be fine. Just take some compo. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. Uh, in a step in the right direction, Japan grants long-term visa to gay US man who wed Japanese guy. Oh. So basically, there's we talked about this some shows ago. Ja- uh, a, a foreign American man who married a same-sex Japanese partner in the United States came to Japan and, and applied for a spousal visa. And Japan was like, fuck you. What's that gay marriage shit? We don't believe in that. And he sued. And But now, uh, on a breakthrough move in a country that does not recognize same-sex marriage, he was given a long-term visa to stay. Good. Big step. Good. Big step in mm. the right direction. Mm. I'm I'm happy for him, and that's good. I hope he keeps fighting the good fight because I I really think that, you know, if you look at the G7, um, I think Japan's the only country that doesn't uh, acknowledge same-sex marriages that's or right. at least unions at this point. That's right. So hey guys, LGBTQ plus whatever, just be free. Let them let people be free. Uh, psh, let's talk about too much freedom. Okay, so this headline. I'm going to read it, and then you guys give me your reaction, okay? Here we go. 70% of Japan flight attendants report photos taken of them secretly. So this is uh, uh, tosatsu. Tosatsu, which means like to film somebody without their no- knowledge. Okay, what, did, what, did, what do you think when I, when I said that headline? What did you think? Have 70% you percent of just <laughs> Have I said... No. One, I don't know how people do tosatsu because in Japan, I don't know if you guys can see this. This is... You can't turn this off. There's, you can't turn it off. Yeah, it's there's an l- app, actually. You know, you can, Have you done this? <laughs> no, no. Jesus but, Christ, but lady. Not, I know how to do it. <laughs> okay, well, anyway. <laughs> what did you take away from that, Josh, when I said 70% of Japan flight attendants report photos taken of them secretly? That sounds like a fetish thing. And also probably like upskirts or something. I don't know. I thought, wow, Japan has 30% male flight attendants is what oh. I thought. Oh, I've never seen male flight attendants in the Japanese airline, actually. Are there any? Apparently 30%. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen, actually, zero. So there's actually, so uh, the, the, the headline tells the entire story. One thing that I do uh, want to talk about with this story, though, is that in 2008, when the whole, when we had the worldwide recession, and Jal went through bankruptcy and had to re- restructure. Mm-hmm. A lot of the flight attendants got put on leave or lost their jobs. And so they sold their uniforms on the black market <gasps> hi, hi. because there's like this crazy fetish in Japan for official people in uniform, women right. in uniform. Right, right. There's a kabakura, you, you know, they wear flight attendant uniforms. You, are, you seem really into this. <laughs> 
Let's talk about your flight attendant fetish here, Natsuki. No, I'm not into this, but I know It's okay. That. I'll support you if, if you are. I, I completely support your right to be in the flight attendants. Yeah, I wish I could be a flight attendant, you know. I wanted to be a flight attendant when I was young. You're not tall enough, sorry. There's a, there's a height I'm limit. I'm tall enough. I'm tall enough, actually. If I wear you know, high heels, I can put the luggage in the, <laughs> on the shelf. shelf. There is actually a height requirement for flight attendants, unless you're, play, uh, you're flying on the low-cost carriers, in which case they just accept <laughs> anybody who wants to work for those shitty wages. But anyway, but I've never seen male flight attendant in Japan. So where, what would you say, uh, out of all the airlines that you've been on, who has the most attractive flight attendants? And I can't remember. Can't remember. But my point is, you know, American airlines are old, I guess. Don't you think? No, there's no, there's no such <laughs> thing as attractive people. Dude, there's this famous picture on the internet of, I think it's Pan Am from like the 19, the late 1960s. And it's got their, their, their uh, uniform. Uh, and th that's back when they used to call them stewardess, okay, which we yeah. don't call them anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think it's this like blonde bombshell, bombshell. girl <laughs> in like these go-go boots and she's just kind of like waiting on a customer or something like that down the aisle of, of a plane or something like that. And it's just, you just look at that and you just like, it, you just, that's where I think all this started. It's okay. like, I think that that was kind of the intent of the airlines to begin with was to get these like, you know, really attractive women on the airplane. Huh. Pan Am. You know, cabin attendant in Japan is kind of like an ideal job. You know, for girls. Yeah. And then is I've, taught, I've taught a couple of them. Is the same in other countries? Uh, well, yeah, because like when I was, when I was in, uh, when I was flying in Korea, because I, I always go through Korea to get to the United States. Uh, you know, it's just there's so much competition to get into um, uh, that job. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, it's, it's competition not only with brains, but also looks and like the way that you handle yourself and language ability and stuff like that. Ah, I found it. Here we go. This one, I'll send it to you online. You just, you look at this photo and then you just think to yourself, you're like, dude, that was just a different, she wasn't blonde. I just made that up. Sorry, guys. You look at this and it's just like, it's a different time. Let me see. Wow, looks like footers. I can't say that. It's because it's not a foo. It's a hooter. <laughs> hooters. I always can't say that. Hooters. You know, everybody, Natsuki's an English coach. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> she can't say Hooters and she's an English coach. No. I don't know what that says about her coaching ability. It's okay. No one needs to say Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, if you can put that in the show, Josh. Um, I, don't, I, forget, I don't know what airline it is, but this, get, this, this photo makes its, uh, the rounds around Reddit every now and then. And it's just like, uh, it's just crazy. Um, you know. How long years ago? Like a long time ago? This is, I think, the 1960s wow. or something like that. It's a Condé Nast photo. Anyway, yeah, it's just, you know, you look at it. But it, then it asks the question, like, should we sexualize jobs? You know, um, having dated someone who worked in a... I'm not going to say what she did, but having dated someone who was in a job that I later found out that Japanese men really love to sexualize, mm -hmm. it was kind of weird. Hmm. I was like, why do y'all got a fetish for this position? You know, it's kind of weird. I don't know. How many, uh, what, what person that you said, 75%? 70%. 70%. Don't make it bigger than it okay. already is. It's already, it's already <laughs> ridiculous. 
Here's a question. Okay, so you take a picture of this, this, the the cabinet attendant. What do you do with it? It's just weird. Like, For your own joy, maybe. <laughs> it's just I don't understand. Um, while we're talking about this, let's go to this one. Here we go. Gender inequality, uh, driving wave of female Japanese immigrants to Canada. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk talk about a story, and then I'm gonna ask you a very specific question, Natsuki. Okay. okay. Ooh. So here we go. So. Uh, so this is a story. It's a it's a it's a piece about a certain person. So a a let's just say a, a Japanese woman has loved traveling since childhood and began her her dream career with an airline as ground staff uh, member in Tokyo at age nineteen. Mm-hmm. But after four years of working long hours, she realized that she was unlikely to become a mother while keeping her job, let alone get promoted. I don't see a lot of moms there, especially among the managers. Managers were mostly male, and the ground staff who worked at the airport were, were mostly women. Most people quit their jobs once they, they got pregnant. Okay. Mm. Uh, and so she moved to Vancouver in 2006, and she's been working there since. And she says, I feel more free in Canada. So this is a, there's a mass migration of, of Japanese women outside to leave the country and to, li- to live in more liberal uh, countries. Um, and one of the things it says in this article is the suffocated culture, suffocating culture. Uh, one example is this is a person who's in her, for- she's in her 40s, that uh, whenever she travels back to Japan, she has to hide her tattoos she got in Victoria due to the commonplace association of tattoos with gangsters in her home com- country. Uh, my, my, uh, she says, that's not an issue in Canada. My bosses don't care that I have a tattoo. Hmm. So what do you think about, first of all, what do you think about working in Japan as a mother? It's tough, Because you have two kids, right? Yeah, I do. You know, the company that I'm working for is, you know, much better than other companies, actually. Very, very rare situation. Yeah, Your company ra- not only gives you full leave, it also lets you work for other companies, which is strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, but, you know, working, you know, in Japan, working as a mother is very tough because people expect to raise kids only mother, only by mother. Like my husband, he comes home like, Every day after 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. because he has a lot of work to do. That means like I have to raise my kids by themselves. I mean by myself mm-hmm. all the time. And then I'm going to work. I'm going to do some house chores. You know, always me. That's tough, right? Yeah. But, you know, many men don't realize it yet. Still. Sadly. So is it, so is this a problem with, you know, because what it says in the article is, is it's two things. One, it's like, you know, obviously, if you have kids, right, mm-hmm. someone's got to take care of them. Mm. Um, and in Japan, do you feel that there's a, a lot of mother support from, you know, government programs like uh, daycare and things like that? Yeah. Is there? Yeah, there is. There is. And then, but it's always, it's, how do you say that? It's always like a little off. Little off. That's not what we need, think, you know. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your support, but that's not what we need. Okay, yeah. so what do you get? So tell, talk to us about daycare. What do you get? As oh, a you know, we can let my kids, we can, we can, you know, they can take care of my kids. Uh, I mean, no. So the daycare will take care of your kids during the day. Yeah, during What's the, the day. What's the time? 7.30 to 6 or 7, mm-hmm. if you want to. Uh, but it depends on what, you're, you know, if you're a full-time, you can ask them to do, like, long time. But if you're a part-time job, maybe, like, shorter time. Okay. Uh, or you, you need to pay extra money mm-hmm. if you want them to, you know, take care of your kids longer. And then that's it. Uh, and we can do that, but there are, like, only... Not too many daycare. Like kindergarten, 
they care they take care of kids only for like short time mm -hmm. and then kindergarten we can i mean the daycare we can put our kids there but you know some people cannot get the right do you understand what i mean so you mean there's not enough space no space that's it yeah okay. and so like you failed. Uh, you didn't get in. Yeah, you didn't get in. Mm -hmm. and this, then, is, this is for daycare or for kindergarten? Daycare. Okay. So it's like, you know, always like, just like I said, like it's off. Because Kishida saying that women supposed to work like more longer. Yeah. But we want to work. But we can't, you know, wills we need to put our kids because they can't, you know, they said we are not getting in there. Yeah, yeah. So nanka so there isn't enough daycare. I've said this before. There isn't enough daycare. And mm -hmm. I, I think there isn't enough go government support. Here's another thing I want to talk about. So that's the position from a working mother. Position from an employer. Mm -hmm. So I have two women right now who are in maternity leave. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, this experience has taught me. If And this is the wrong lesson to learn from. This is absolutely the wrong lesson to learn from this. But it has taught me never ever hire young, un, uh, young women who will probably have kids in the near future ever again. Why that happened? No, no, no. That's just because because here's here's what you have to do in Japan if you have a woman who goes out on maternity leave. So so let's say so you are you currently on maternity leave right now? No. So uh, you, yeah, yeah, I am still. Right. So mm -hmm. you took a year off. Mm -hmm. This is your second time having a baby. So you took a year off. Yeah. Okay. So what happens in Japan is the government provides if you depending on how your employment works, but if you're in the like career path, Cadillac level pension and insurance system. Then what happens is when you take maternity leave, the government will cover 80% of your salary that you had the year before. For the first six months, yes. For the first six months, okay? Mm -hmm. And then after the first six months? 50. 50 or something like that, yeah. right? Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's fine. Then there's also some subsidies that the, the company can get to hire a part-time person to fill in the role of that full-time staff that is now out. Trouble is, is that depending on what job you do for example with me one of the people out is a teacher okay and a teacher is a full-time job it's not you can't really replace a teacher with a part-timer or two part-timers it's a full-time job and so i'm stuck with this really weird situation where i need to hire someone to cover this and it's not the person who had a baby and is out on maternity leave it's not her fault mm -hmm. it's not her fault i'm not blaming the, the mom on this i mean we need to have kids Right, we need to continue as a species. So I understand that. Okay, species. no, I'm serious. Okay, so this is not the mom's fault, mm -hmm. and it, you know, it's it's not women's fault. I'm I'm just explaining how the system works, and then how my reaction as an employer works on, on this kind of broken system. So this teacher is out for a whole year. So now I need to replace this teacher. Can't replace. Can't really replace her with part timers. Can't replace her with a full-timer because if I replace her with a full-timer and then she comes back after one year, I have two full-time employees for one position. Right. What am I going to do with this other full-time employee? Do I fire them? I can't. So what am I supposed to do? Contract in like short contract. That only works if you're like, if you're a McDonald's employee, that's fine. Okay. You just go get somebody, another Japanese person. In my specific situation, the English teaching jobs that we have at the English school require visa. Mm -hmm. So you can't have a contract. It has to be a full-time job. And if I just say, hey, guys, I want to hire somebody between the day that this person had a baby and the day that she's going to come back a year later, right. no one's going to take that contract. No, that's so, true. So what exactly am I supposed to do in this situation? Find a, find a f native speaker who has fallen, I mean, permanent living 
in Japan. So what? I, so find a unicorn. Yeah. So so find a unicorn. Okay. I mean, it's a ridiculous situation. And then on the other side, so that's that's on the, the, the foreign uh, visa situation. On the other side, there's another staffer out who's just straight Japanese and is technically replaceable. But again, same situation. If I put in a full-time staff to replace it, because it is kind of a technical job, because you have to understand how to do, you know, accounting, you have to understand how to do customer service. It's, it's, it takes maybe a year to learn how to do the job. So I can't replace her with part-timers. So if I hire a, a full-time person to learn her new job and she comes back after one year, again, I'm stuck with two employees for one position. Yeah, that's why we have a system like Haken, maybe. Haken, I don't know how to say that in English. Haken is like a still like short time, you know, ask a company to You're, send them. But that still requires, what she's talking about is dispatch companies. Yeah. But that's still, these are two highly, not highly, but specialized jobs. Right. So it, you, it's not it's not McDonald's. You just, yeah, it's not just in like, your case, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, but there's many, many cases of like this where you have a specialized job. Mm -hmm. The person leaves for a year. You're without the person fulfilling that 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 role, so that the work needs to get done. Yeah. So what ends up happening, and this is not just in my cases, what happens in a lot of other cases is that the men. This is sexism against men as well. The men who stay at work take on the the jobs from the women who take a, a year off to have a baby. That's true. They cover, right? They cover. Mm -hmm. But their salary doesn't get reflected by that. Because mm -mm. there's no way to do that in, in accounting. There's mm -hmm. no way to say, oh, you're taking... Well, I mean, I guess you can give them a bigger bonus or something like that, but there's no, there's no way that the, the system covers any of this. Right. So it's basically screw you company and screw you male employees that don't take maternity leave. So... So what are we supposed to do? Take so, no maternity leave? So what ends up happening mm -hmm. is that the male staff and then the management, so this is the thing that I've learned from this experience, won't want to either hire women who will take maternity leave mm -hmm. because it becomes this major risk to the company or they, they pressure the women to quit so that you can just hire a new staff and not have to fucking worry about that anymore. Right. This mm -hmm. makes total sense. Right. From, it's completely logical from this perspective. It's completely logical from the woman's perspective who wants to take her, her year off to, to raise her baby. The problem is, is the support structure, like you were just talking about with the daycare thing, the support structure doesn't really make any sense no. for the situation. I, my baby was born in February, so I'm supposed to back to the company February, but I couldn't get in the daycare. So now my... It's my extension time. Yeah, yeah. But you don't get paid for it. No. Uh, I mean, 50%, uh, yes, but still. So it's like, it's that, and then, and then this, anyway, this is the problem. So what, I mean, you yeah. either, you either, you either commit to your one year of maternity leave, which I think one year of maternity leave is nice to nice. have. Yeah, it is. But I don't necessarily think it's necessary. I'm sorry. I'm more American on this. I don't think that, uh, I don't think that that's necessary to have a, uh, I think that J Japanese culture really says mommy should be with the baby forever and mm. i'm not necessarily a, a proponent of that mm. i think that that's kind of dumb especially when you see i mean josh has seen this himself when you see like moms with their with their little prince son that they've never been separated for in like four years of his entire life i don't think that's healthy and then now the company i mean the government pushing the men to have maternity leave in like paternity, paternity leave. leave too right no, no, that's all fine it's just for me like i think that if a like, okay, let's say you do one of two things. Either say you can have maternity leave for up to three months, six months, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So that's more manageable for a company to say, okay, we're going to have this this loss of an employee for three months. Okay, Let's try to do our best to cover it. That's more workable than one year. And then what ends up happening a lot of times in bigger companies is the woman 
will take a one-year maternity leave. And at the end of her one year, what does she do? Get the pregnant again. She either gets pregnant again, so she doesn't come back to work anyways, no. or she quits. Or she got three years in the maternity leave. So you don't even know if you get your employee back at the end of the one year. No. And then they, we call ghost employee. Ghost employee. So mm -hmm. then as an employer, mm -hmm. what, what we want as an employer is we want, we, there's certain things that need to get done. Okay. So you hire people to help you get these things done. We don't want to deal with this situation where this person's either here, they're not here. We don't know. Are they coming back? Are they not coming back? There's not a real good sy uh, system in place to make this happen. And there's no support. Right. So as an employer, you're like, fuck that business. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to hire all men. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, understandable. Mm. Or or what I, what I was, I say jokingly, but it seriously has come to mind several times. Don't, don't get, don't, don't, you know, don't, don't come after me about this guy. I'm just talking about the general employer's position on this situation mm -hmm. in Japan. Like I thought about this, like, okay, I'm either going to only hire men or I'm going to hire women above the birthing age. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I pushed after, after like finished raising kids or something. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I pushed hard to put more women into my company because I like diversity. I mm -hmm. like different races and I like different genders and different backgrounds. And I wanted, I wanted that to be in the company. Okay, I didn't realize that by doing that, like I was going to have this issue of like, where did my employees go? <laughs> They're like all having babies, and that's that's fine. Mm -hmm. I understand having babies is fine, but if you're going to say give them a year off. Don't hire a new employee, or if you do hire a bite of a part timer. Also, we're not going to give you any real support about any of this. It's like, okay, okay what the fuck are we supposed to do? Yeah, you're having hard times. That's what I it's, hear. It's not <laughs> a hard time. It's just like it, the system doesn't make any sense. So anyway, so when, whenever you hear these stories about you know these women going to Canada and stuff like that, I understand it because you the incentives exist to push you to never hire women or always treat women as just like people who are eventually going to quit. Oh, I'm curious about other countries, what they do. So my professional friends who work in America, for example, mm -hmm. uh, a couple of them have babies. And what they do is they have their baby. And within, you know, they, you can take a maternity leave for depending on how much the company allows you or, or your insurance provides for you or whatever, or your, your benefits package. But like most of the moms who are professional, they go back to work within six months. Uh, six months. Okay. I'm like half. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then when they when they go back, it's just they, they work full time. Now, obviously, if you have a mommy, right, there's certain things that you have to make, certain provisions that you have to make for them. Like, for example, you know, if the, the child develops a fever, mm -hmm. right, some daycares won't take care of a child that has a fever. So mommy's got to go get the, the baby and take him home. Or maybe daddy has to do that or something like that. And I understand all of that. that that's just life, right? Mm -hmm. I understand that. What I'm specifically complaining about right now is that the system in Japan seems to be set up to show on paper that they're doing their best to support women. But really all it does is make you go, never will I ever hire a young woman ever again. Mm. I mean, that's really what it makes mm. you think. And so I think it's fucked up. And I think they either change, they either make it like the Nordic countries or, or other European countries where it's completely like just supported by the government. Yeah. Or they stop pretending that they have yeah problem leave. problem is who made this kind of rule is only old men you know they don't know the reality of raising kids because they have they have never done yeah. so always kishida is saying like the things that kishida is saying is like always bullshit to us kishida's an idiot i'm sorry I, uh, is it is it against a lot of slander or politics? i don't know whatever he's uh, every time i see him i'm just like what's wrong with you like, yeah he doesn't know the reality he, so uh, that's what i said 
it's a little off. I yeah. think I think that if they wanted to make like policy for women in Japan, I would mostly agree with a pretty dominantly female panel yeah. of people to do that. Mm. It's, it sounds like he always wants some vote. You know, that's why he is saying some nice things, but it never really make it. So anyway, I'm mm. just, uh, you know, I'm not saying that I'm never going to hire young women. I'm just saying that the, ascent, the incentives to hire a young man is way higher because I know at least, you know, that this, this, this employee, if he's gone, he's gone. If he's here, he's here. You know, I don't have to worry about this maternity, like, maybe land, you know, that, that causes problems. Like, imagine if all of my staff were women mm-hmm. and they were all just got married and they all want to have babies at the same time. What happens then? It's actually happening in my company right now. Really? Yeah. What happens? And then, and then, you know, somebody have to cover, like, especially like young men. And how do they feel about that? I don't know. I, I'm afraid to ask them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to bring some cookies for you. Yeah, yeah, I'll just fuck up your life and make you work like a slave. Here's some cookies. <laughs> or beer. So like, sorry, it's, it's just, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's dumb. It's mm-hmm. really dumb. Anyway, let's move on. Sushi terrorist and two accomplices accomplices arrested in Japan after viral prank. So the video, the viral video from early February showed one of them, a 20 year old, I'm not going to read his name, dubbed sushi terrorist by the Japanese public and media, putting his saliva and utensils on utensils and sushi and looking the spout of, of soy sauce bottles at the sushi restaurant in Nagoya city. And he was arrested. Good. Stupid. Well, I mean, he's a kid. I, I make 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 an example out of him in so much that they they make him apologize and stuff like that. But I don't want him to ruin his rest. Of the, the I don't rest want the rest of, of his life to be mm, ruined because of this. Right. He's just a dumb kid. Yeah, dumb kid. But it is disgusting. Mm. I think I think Josh phys- physically cringed when he saw that. <laughs> he's nodding up and down. Mm. All right, let's go through this. Okay, Hiroshima, which me and Josh just went to, went to the Hiroshima. Hiroshima was great. I actually liked Hiroshima. It was fun. Uh, what did we did we did we talk about the last episode? I can't remember. Uh, when we got back with when Alex, Alex was on yeah, the show, you yeah, guys talked about it. Uh, with the world leaders set to gather in Hiroshima for uh, May's Group of Seven Summit, a food academy is aiming to make local favorite okonomiyaki pancakes. Is that what we're calling these now? A global hit with a new twist that pay homage to uh, homage to member country's cuisine. Mm. So I think we have a photo of this. A U.S. style burger, okonomiyaki, in, and one featuring a German sausage uh, and sauerkraut selection are among the other the variations. Uh, organizers hope to will provide uh, enough co- to convince the deluge of uh, summit related visitors to take the recipes home. So if you guys don't know, okonomiyaki is a cabbage and f- like batter based like savory pancake that you can put toppings on and there's two styles there's one for hiroshima and there's one for osaka natsuki which is your vote osaka yeah uh josh osaka yeah fuck you hiroshima <laughs> they put s- i still like it but they put know, soba like noodles better. in their fucking okonomiyaki it's horribly bad <laughs> no it's not horrible yeah, it it's good I, that, I just like osaka better that's I, what i'm saying i i, I never had the, the hiroshima uh okonomiyaki like never? actually in hiroshima oh, i've had it in kagoshima oh, okay. okay okay so i just i just assumed that the people in kagoshima didn't know how to make it that's why it was bad oh, okay so then when i went to hiroshima we went to the, we went to like the best place to get it to it was like this woman she was like a hundred years old. Hundred years old. She, if you asked her how many uh, okono, okonomiyaki pancakes she's made in her life, it was probably like seventy million. Wow! And she, she was great. She was really nice. I would totally go back there just to, to patronize her restaurant because she's such a great person. 
but like she did all the things to make it look delicious. <laughs> and then when you ate it, it's just like, okay. <laughs> well, that was kind of, didn't really live up to the hype. It's just not that great. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Osaka Okonomiyaki, by the way, is really good. Oh, yeah, it's good. But um, it's, isn't it, Sam? Just, you know, noodles are in there. Also, I think that the dashi, like, oh, really? okay, and, well, I, maybe it's a Kagoshima thing, but we, we put, like, katsuobushi on the top. Sunny side eggs. Within. We, they, she mixed the egg or something oh, like really? that. Yeah, there was okay. an egg in there. But, okay. like, I don't know. Josh, you're the, you're the food guy. What did you, how did you feel there was a difference? What difference did you feel? I think there's, uh, yeah, it's those two things. The noodles, the sunny side egg on top on the Hiroshima style but the batter is a little different too i think uh there's egg mix into the batter in the osaka the kansai one but i don't know the ratio of uh the pancake to the toppings is a lot better in the osaka one in my opinion like no shrimp or no like pork yeah like it had it had some meat in it but it wasn't as good i guess okay like it's the same thing to me as those like bread rolls that have the yakisoba noodles inside uh-huh. it's like why are you eating carbs inside of carbs <laughs> that's how i felt eating the hiroshima pancakes uh, that's true mm. it was drier than i than i'm used to and it just like i don't know just all around mm, i mean it, was, it wasn't bad sorry i don't want to shit on the poor lady no, I, I enjoyed it i just like the kansai one more yeah, yeah that's what i think too yeah i uh, i didn't have it but it's like when you have like a really good pizza and then you eat kind of shitty pizza. It's better than not having pizza, but it's not as good as having good pizza. Mm. Is how I felt about it. Okay. Anyway, let's like slam through the rest of our story since we've gone almost to an hour. Ghibli Park visitor is caught in lewd acts with anime character figures because of course they are. Uh, it's been over four months now since the highly anticipated, which should be hyphenated, Ghibli Park opened its doors uh, to the public on, on the 1st of November. And though the park has been receiving rave reviews for its uh, environmentally friendly transport and the, who cares, and the anime worlds that have uh, been created in nature-filled areas, it has come under fire for what some have described as examples of hostile architecture. And there's now, there's another incident creating controversy with the public and here it is it's basically disgusting so that guy right there is i think he's taking an upskirt of marty marnie 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 Mm -hmm. i've never seen marnie i've seen that movie once and i'm not going to ruin it for you guys but isn't she in the scene isn't she like a 12 year old josh she's a 12 year old yeah she's 12 years old so you're upscooting a 12 year old sir is he in the sea ocean yeah it's probably the ocean so so you're getting your camera wet and you're upskirting a 12-year-old just all around, just doing the wrong things. Uh, aren't they college students or something? Probably. Yeah, it's always happened like that. Yeah, but I can't imagine somebody doing this to Mickey Mouse in Disneyland. I'm sure it's happened, but yeah. I don't see it on Twitter. Mm. That's why Ghibli Company is, you know, being quiet, right? They, 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 they ignore it. They ig- just ignore it. They're know. not addressing this? Is mm. that what you're saying? They're not, they're not calling more attention to the shittiness of these people? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's just, just... don't get pay attention to those stupid guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, social media, the mm. things that people do. Well, I'll say this, you know, for Japan, it's still this, the antics that people do to get attention on social media is still kind of in the cute realm. Mm. You know, there's some people in other countries that do vile stuff. 
Uh, Japanese security poll arm maker. Takedown videos are crazy. Produce products look crazy effective. So uh, we talked about this on a short that, uh, that, that Josh is currently making because we're making shorts now. No, actually, I was sick for a week and he made a bunch of shorts and they turned out to be popular. And Two things about this. One, what was this comment, sir? Which one? The one that you look like a mix between Zach Braff and Edward <laughs> Norton. Oh, move your head over the other way. Yeah. <laughs> is it a good thing? Is is it, are they like cute guys? I I I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. So here's the thing. Okay, like Zach Braff. I've I've been getting that since I was. In, I used to be a high school teacher in America for a little bit. And I walked into class the first uh, first day, and I was wearing a t-shirt, some jeans, and a backpack. You looked like a high school student. And everybody thought I was a high school yeah. student. And then I just like stood up in front of everybody. I had a fucking badge, too. I had a badge, like an official <laughs> badge. And I was like, hey, everybody, I'm your teacher today. And everybody was like, oh, my God, you look like Zach Braff. It's hey. the very first thing that everybody told me. Oh. Because there was this uh, TV show called, the only thing that Zach Braff has ever been in is called Scrubs, where he was a character called JD. Yes, I love that show. Yeah. Yeah, mm. that's it. That's the only thing he's ever done. <laughs> he was also in BoJack Horseman as himself. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. He, I think he just hangs out and does nothing all the time. Now, Edward Norton, that's a different one. Okay, am I the Hulk version of him? Am I the Fight Club version of him? Am I the American History X version of him? I don't want to be that one. Are you happy with that? You know, Not that one. People. That one's a Nazi, man. <laughs> No, no, Nazis. No Nazis. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> but I would say to that comment that you missed a character that you really should have looked into. Mulder from the X-Files. David Company. Ah, oh, Natsukashi. If, if I had brown hair, look uh, exactly like that guy. Old days. When I was in elementary school, I, I you know, always 8 o'clock Thursday, X-Files. We just learned something about you, lady. I think you had a crush on David Duchovny. He's apparently a sex addict or something like that. Well, I can't remember his face. Well, just look here. I'm kidding. Just kidding. Are you going to pull it up? Come on, pull it up. David Duchovny, X-Files. I don't look at him now because he's like 60, but I did when he was Mulder. I went as Mulder as a Halloween costume once. I just wore a suit and put FBI right here. They're like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Especially when I have brown hair. Oh. Man. What are we talking about? Right. Okay. So, so one of the shorts was about this thing called a sa sasumata. Mm -mm. And they're basically like when an intruder comes into your building or something like that, they're basically like a, a U fork with a, with a pole on it. U fork. That, yeah, that's true. U fork. Yeah. And I think we have some footage of this from, there we go. There we go. Oh my gosh. Now that one uh. I want. That one looks fucking cool. <laughs> This just kind of looks like their bedroom play is, oh my God, they're just uh, like, so who, old who style. has this much room in their Japanese business? Yeah. <laughs> Literally no one. Oh my God. It reminds me of World War II women, you know, practicing to fight with enemy. Oh my God. This You're is thinking so about the sad. Okinawa bamboo yeah. girls. You're, you just made this really sad. Yeah. This was so much funnier until you said that. What's wrong with you? <laughs> That's just, uh, guys, don't Google what she just said. It's just, <laughs> God damn it. Sad. <laughs> What's that? Anyway, so that guy that was getting taken down, that's the owner of this company. And he made some very, like, it's not just in Satsumata, it's just, it's just the U-shaped thing with the pole. But he's like, they made these like those, those you know, mm -hmm. wrap around belt. things, yeah. the belts mm -hmm. and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Kind of want to buy those. I wonder how much they cost. 
Yes, I want to Dude, try that there one was, too. Like, there was a, in Kawasaki, there was a stabbing of like kids waiting to get on the bus with some crazy guy. And then I realized that my school is a soft target for like crazy people. Mm-hmm. And so we invited the police to come into our school and like to train us on what to do if a crazy person comes. And then like they gave us all this great advice. And so like, we bought a bunch of those sasamatas. They're all over the school now. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> and like we have to do a drill. Uh, probably next, when we get back from our break, we'll do a drill. And uh, Ricky has volunteered to be the bad guy. <laughs> He's like, I'm only going to do it if I can be the bad guy. Oh, so I'm like, okay, man. He should wear like rock mask, you know? I don't know if we can contain Ricky. He's he's pretty strong. Plus, he should probably train to use it. So I'll, I'll be the bad guy since I'm not there. Why does he? Why, why does everybody want to be the bad guy? Why does everybody want to be the bad guy? You can't be full power bad guy though, because they yeah. break shit. <laughs> why don't you just buy a stand gun? You know, it's actually illegal. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's actually illegal. If you, if you, if some idiot comes into the school with a knife and you stun him you're you're also going to go to jail i didn't know that you can pepper spray him uh-huh. which is okay for whatever reason you can throw powder in their face which okay. is another thing which is okay for okay, whatever reason okay, okay. you can't stun gun them even though they st- sell stun guns on the internet oh really yeah oh, okay this is something the cops told us. Oh, okay. I probably watch, you know, cop, cop drama too much, you know. They always have that, da, 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 you know. That's a, if you're a cop. <laughs> that's if you're a cop, Natsuki. Cops in Japan also have guns. <laughs> right. We're not allowed to have those either. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's talk I, about... I, I learned a new thing. Let's, Thank you. Jesus, lady. <laughs> You live here. You have two children. Okay. Cherry blossoms begin blooming in Tokyo. Earliest start to Sakura season for third year. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. It is now March fourth. This is an uh, article from March fourteenth. Today is the sixteenth. Sixteenth. Um, by the way, did anybody do anything for White Day? I completely forgot because I was sick. I made a nice dinner for my wife and bought her some for my wife nice. for my wife nice for my wife what you my got wife. from your wife on the Valentine's day chocolates yeah he's like shit i can't discuss on this show <laughs> what did you do for your husband uh what did your husband do for you nothing <laughs> because i did nothing for him i actually made hamburger hamburger how we, do you say hamburger like hamburger ste- steak hamburger steak because he doesn't like any sweets He's like me. Don't make me hamburgers. Um, like, do, do you want me to make I don't you? have confidence in your cooking, Natsuki. <laughs> My wife it made me hamburger good. steak too for Valentine's Day. Oh, did nice. you guys, is that a Valentine's Day Did thing? you guys all read the same article on the internet? <laughs> no. Probably. No. It's like, you know, daughter and me having fun cooking time, you know. Do you have a daughter you don't know about, Josh? I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Hanami season has arrived early, much earlier than ex- expected. Basically, the only thing that I really want to talk about is there's an updated map of there's they, they release a map of Japan every year with like the the sakura, the the cherry blossoms, like when they're going to bloom. And I saw the ones in January this year. I think I think Josh was on the show with me. I was I was like, no, it's like that's not happening. Mm. It's just like they've been like weeks earlier than mm. the projections, and and then they release an updated one, and it is weeks earlier. So. Is, is it already blooming? I haven't seen I, the trees. I don't even want to go to. Koltsky River mm-hmm. because uh, we have our Hanami on the 25th, yeah. which is like nine days from now. Yeah. And so if it's already blooming now, it just means it's going to be every fucking year we, we schedule. Well, not every year because we haven't done it in three years. But yeah. Before that, every year before those three years, uh, we never get it right. Hmm. We got it right one time in 2012. 
long time ago. Yeah, that was 11 years ago. Yeah, 11 years ago. Aside from that, I don't think we've gotten it right. It was Mankai, which means full bloom, uh-huh. 12 years ago when we did the event. And aside from that, I don't know. Yeah, I'll be the event. Yeah, I'll come. I'll be at the event. Please, please. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things to do, do, ah, wait, let me do this one first and then we'll do that one. Okay. So, uh, speaking of events, the Diamond Princess, which mm. if you guys remember about the ship, this was in the beginning, around this time in 2020, the Diamond Princess uh, is this uh, cruise liner that was in Yokohama Bay. Uh, and it got stuck there because the lockdown started happening uh, because of COVID. And there was a COVID outbreak on that ship. And Japan wouldn't let it dock. Mm. So it just sat there. It's floating. How many people dead? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Know. Like 10 or 11 people dead, I guess. Because of COVID. I guess. It was a sad news. 13 of the 700 right? died. Right? Uh, infected crew and passengers died. So 13 um, people died. Yeah. It was a sad news. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so just sat there. And so, like, they're like, ooh, you guys got cooties. Don't come here. And so, like, this is back when Abe was uh, prime minister. And so he got criticized over this because what should have happened is they should have made a quarantine zone in the port mm. and then made it so it was a treatment facility and locked it down. So That's just, true. like, waited mm. until, you know, everybody got better and then quarantined for as long as they possibly could. They didn't do that. So they just like left it floating there. I forgot how many days it was. It was just floating there for fucking ever. And then everybody was like, yeah, every day you just like see the helicopter footage of yeah. the, 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 the poor Diamond Princess is floating there. Um, anyway. And so like, so that was three years ago. Mm-mm. Today, the Diamond Princess returns to Yokohama three years after the mass COVID outbreak. And it is just hanging out and being Diamond Princess. Cool. And the comment is uh, by a local resident who was taking pictures of the Diamond Princess said, it's a large and beautiful ship beyond my expectations. While I hope that its arrival will not lead to the spreading of the coronavirus, I am glad that the liveliness has returned to the port. Where does where the Diamond Princess come from? Where? I think it's, I don't know where the, the flag is probably in Norway or wherever oh, they have okay. the silly rules mm. that everybody gets their flags from. But it's a... It came from the United States this time. Mm. So it goes all around the world. Mm-mm. Anyway, well, that's good. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm f- pro cruise liners. I do take cruises because I think they're super fun. But I also mm. know, I also recognize that they're terrible, terrible, terrible for the world. So if they went away, I actually wouldn't be that sad. Mm. I'd like to you know, join the Disney cruise one day. They're, like they're, nice. they're, what do you call it? Blowhorn mm-hmm. is like a Disney song. Oh, really? Last story, Coca-Cola Japan releasing canned Jack Daniels cocktails. You need one right now? No. <laughs> no, guys, this is this is this is the build up from being sick for four four days five days. <clears throat> it's not cleaned out yet. All right. Um a Jack and Coke with no mixing required. So you, basically all this is, um, and there's Josh, I don't think he took a picture of it, but maybe if you put it in the edit or something. Um it's basically like as you could imagine, like a, a Coke Zero Coke can. It's all black and it just says Jack Daniels and Coke. Mm. It's already mixed. <clears throat> yeah, it's already mixed. So when I was in uh, university, this is all I drank. Mm. The only thing I ever drank, I, I didn't drink beer. I didn't drink anything. I just drank Jack and Coke every day. By the way, I'm one week sober today. Eh. I'm not trying to be. I just happen to be. <laughs> I was going to ask you about, you know, I thought you were, you know, drinking even when you have fever. No, no, no. I don't want to do that. So I'm I'm one. I And I was thinking about this. I was like, when was the last time I had an entire week where I didn't drink? I think it was in the 90s. Okay. I think it's been since the 90s. 
that I haven't had one week sober. Oh, you're healthy now. Am I? I don't know. It's boring. <laughs> it's more fun when you drink. I'll tell you that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's been, it's been a week and I was like, I, I wanted to like report like really positive effects. I guess I, I sleep better, I guess. I don't really know. Uh, but mm, that's it. Maybe I have to wait longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want to keep doing it? No, then? I'm going to drink tonight. What are, you about? <laughs> what are you talking about, lady? No, it was, it was unintentional. It's not like I'm trying to, if I had a, if I had like a super major problem with alcohol, mm-hmm. I would totally, I would totally be like, All right, let's quit. I yeah, actually yeah. read a book. There's a book, it's, it's called like How to Quit Alcoholism. It's in, it's in my Audible. And I, and I read it. And I came away from that, that, from that book thinking like, wow, those people have problems. But this, <laughs> this is what the alcoholics tell themselves. But I don't know. If I actually had a serious issue with, with drinking, and I wouldn't be able to like casually quit throughout the week. Because I don't drink every single day. I, yeah. I usually take about three or four days off a mm-hmm. week. And so this time I took one week off. And so I was just like, I'm going to feel so much better. And then Carl, my big Viking friend, he's like, so do you feel better? I was like, Cause maybe because I was sick for for those days, that maybe that's why I don't know. But I was just like, I don't know. It's just more. It's just boring in Japan. There's not really anything to do. You have to socialize. I guess I don't need a drink to socialize. I guess that's true. I guess I just need to socialize. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I just yeah. need friends. Mm, Being in my house every day was really boring. Yeah, that's what we need to drink for. Yeah, just socialize, make friends, talking each other. Oh my god, there was this guy in TikTok. I just want to say this really quick, and then we'll end the show. There's this guy in TikTok. He's some like wannabe Japanese influencer. He's a Japanese guy that learned English and thinks he knows everything. And um, sorry, um, and he's like. He was like, he taught, he's like, all right, pro tip on Japan number, whatever. He's like, you know, foreign people, when you go out to a a drinks party with your Japanese friends and everything's super fun, but then they don't want to hang out with you. It's because that's not their real selves. Japanese people have to drink and put on a performance to have fun at Nomikai, but that's not their true selves. And they don't really want to be your friend. Just know that. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck? I, I, I almost recorded that. I don't want to give this guy any more popularity because I was just like, fuck you, you're stupid. <laughs> Listen, Japanese guy who apparently doesn't have any real Japanese friends. <laughs> yes, when you so go okay, to. A, you have only fake friends then. When, when you, I guess so. <laughs> when you go to a Nomikai, let me give you my two cents on this. When you go to a Nomikai, yes, there are people who are like probably introverted and would prefer, would prefer to not be there. Yeah. Absolutely. There are those people. Don't get me wrong. And maybe those people want to put on a fun face and maybe one of the ways that they do that is, you know, imbibe and so they feel better. I don't know. Even me, see, I'm not real myself right here. Shut up, Natsuki. Anyway, so, so yes, those people do exist. And yes, there you there. It does take a level of language ability to understand the difference between like, you know, Oseiji where they're like just blowing smoke up your ass. Yeah. Like, oh, I love you. You're, you're, you're such a cool, fun guy. Let's hang out all the time. Understanding that that's bullshit versus the people who are actually really interested in you as a person and want to be your friend. It takes a little bit of social maneuvering. But once you understand the difference between the two, there are a lot of people that go out, have fun, drink, and then they have non-drinking uh, association with each other, which is most of my friends. Yeah. I mean, we are mm. currently not drinking right now, and I'm totally making fun of Natsuki, and she's still mostly my friend. <laughs> That's right? true. Right? And then it happens to not only, you know, falling people. Like, I have friends, and then they're probably not themselves. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it happens. It's 
because they're her program. Yeah, yeah it was like what I mean. Th- there are people like that, but don't mm-hmm. don't say like all that. Japanese people are like that. I have no. tons of Japanese friends who I drink with, right? Who I have no problem not drinking with as well, Mm-mm. all the fucking time. True. Anyway, I watched that. I'm just like, that's offensive. Mm-hmm. I was just like, holy shit, you just you just dogged your whole country. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Let me see that later. I, 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 it just showed up in my random feed. And I was just like, fuck this okay, guy. Okay, random feed. Anyway, we should do a, Josh, we should do like a little show on like uh, the difference between like Honne and Tatemai, like in social situations, just like to explain like how to navigate that. You won't be here for that. You'll be completely useless. Why not? Because you have no Tatemai. You're just 100% Honne. I do. You look such a beautiful face, Mitch. This hello. Ask me how my sick is again. How's your sick? How's your sick? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that's what I show today, guys. Uh, sorry for being away for a week, but uh, but you know it was a it was a good long one for you this time. Why, so why your hair is so blue today? My hair is not blue. What no, you... no, no, no. Like you know, because I haven't, I didn't shave for a week. Yeah, and then you look like your hair is. No, you just you're just noticing it because <laughs> I didn't shave for a week, and I showed you a picture of me not having shaved for a week, and now you realize that I get beard. What does we call it in English? She gate the nuns, you know, facial hair. <laughs> so now you're just realizing that for the first time. I know. I just you know making fun you of have you. Fucking no tante Mayanowski. Bye everybody. Love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and a special thank you to our patron sponsors, Jan Myler, Jen, Justin Perkins, Ellen, Dennis P, Ellen Mary, Clayton Jung, aka Back in the Clay YouTube, and Asmund. We couldn't do it without you. <laughs>